Ever quit a job and redefine yourself within one? Ever started something in one big or failed? Quit is Colin's show, hopefully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. You can call in live to this show if you want. 512-518-5714 is the number to dial. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing a ton of calls because I've been neglecting those emails and i got a bunch of them ready to go here. But I'll read the number again anyway. If you want to call, I will take your call. 512-518-5714. If you're one of those people who emailed, hopefully I'll get to it. Got a lot of those. And they're all really, really good. We got a few sponsors. I'll tell you about them as the show goes on. But it is Friday. It's always Friday here at Quit. And it's exactly 420 again. It's March 29th, 2013. So let's get started. Nobody's in here. Nobody is in here. It's just me. Which is how I wanted it this week. I wanted to do something a little different. We'll see if it's good or bad. But I think, I think it'll be good. Because for too long, you know, there's been, every time I get a great guest on, you know, you want to talk to the guest. You don't want to get, uh, you don't want to get distracted from the guest. But at the same time, you want to get to these emails. I have so many emails. So many people have written in. Just in the last couple of weeks, I've got 174 emails from you folks. So thanks for doing that. I read every single one of these emails. I really, really do. And I feel bad because I haven't been able to get to all of them. Again, you get the great guests, you want to talk to the guest. You get good calls, you want to talk to the callers. But it's also, this is Easter weekend. And I think a lot of people this weekend, you know, they're with their families, they're traveling. It's kind of a weird Easter time period. It's kind of weird. Because it's it's not really clear what you're supposed to do. I mean, if you have kids, you're supposed to you know, do things with, with them on the weekends, Easter egg hunts. If you're religious, of course, it's clear what you're supposed to do. But if you're not super religious, what do you do? It's, it's kind of time off, but Friday people kind of cut out early. There's a different, no one's really sure what to do on, on Easter. Do you travel? Do you just sit at home? I vote for sitting at home. I vote for reevaluating your options. It's a good weekend to sit back and think and figure things out. That's what I think. Speaking of figuring things out, I want to get to some of these emails. Now, remember, if you want to email the show, 5by5.tv slash contact, and you will pick quit from the list there. And I will, I will definitely read your email. Maybe I'll read it on the show. I'll do this periodically. I feel like it's time to do a feedback show. So this, this one's going to be a little bit different. Call in if you want. I'll try and do those calls. Make sure, though, if you email me, Put at the top, if you don't want me to use your name, say, don't use my name. Because otherwise I'm, I'm stupid, I might forget. This guy says, don't use my name. I'm 18 years old. I'm about to graduate high school. I did not do well my first two years of high school and had a GPA of about 1.5. Then I got my first job and my boss was a complete jackass and made my viewpoint turn around completely. I've strived to earn much better grades, but my SAT scores and GPA are not high enough for a four-year college to accept me. So I'm going to the community college route. Now, let me just stop right there. I think that's smart. I think there's a, it is possible to have an amazing four-year college experience. You go away to a college, you stay there, 
and you fully immerse yourself in that. I know a lot of people that have done that. I did not do that. I went to a regular university. It was like a commuter school for the first year. And then the last three years, I went to another school where I lived there, but I lived in an apartment. I had a roommate. I never lived on campus. And I feel like I missed something from that. I feel like that would have been a really cool experience to have had. But I also know people who did that and got, you know, went down the wrong way. And they blew their parents' money, maybe their grandparents' money. Made lots of mistakes there, maybe uh, got bad grades because they got into stuff they shouldn't have done. But for a lot of people, that community college route, that makes a lot of sense. Most community colleges, the two-year colleges, you get a really good education there. You're just doing general ed stuff in the first two years anyway. So not only is it cheaper, but there are a lot of states where if you graduate from a two-year school, right, if you graduate from a two-year community college, many state schools have to accept you as long as you're passing. They have to accept you. So what this kid's doing is not bad. And you should not feel bad about that at all. Don't feel bad about that at all. However, I have zero support from my mom for paying for anything in college, and my dad is not in the picture. That sounds familiar. But a lot of people, you know, I have so many young, uh, I should say young, younger listeners in their late teens, early 20s. I'm surprised. You would think the show would be a bunch of 35 angry uh, men. I would like to get my bachelor's degree in computer science and major in software engineering. My problem is my financial predicaments. Right now, I'm employed at a great company where I'm treated well and I'm paid more than minimum wage. I know you say there's no such thing as security, but if there's anything close to it, I have it at this job. Once you work there and you do well and you're promised a job for the next year, it's a somewhat seasonal organization. Saving as much as possible, I'm estimating around $6,000 in earnings. Yeah, that's nothing I know, but I'm 18 and I have a car to purchase because the one I'm driving right now isn't mine. Immediately, immediately after graduation, I'm expected to pay car insurance and my phone bill, which I do not have a problem with. Now, let me just st- stop there. This is interesting because, first of all, do you know how many full-grown adults in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s, and beyond do not have $6,000 saved? Don't say that that's not a lot of money. First of all, it is a lot of money. And second of all, for an 18-year-old, you've saved that money yourself? That's a remarkable amount of money. There are people who are listening to this show who are in debt, who do not have $6,000 and who have a mortgage payment of two or $3,000 a month with car payments and got to buy food and got to pay for health insurance. Yeah. So here he continues. Where I do have a problem is what my mom is about to do. I'm enrolling in a community college in the fall and will be working. My mom is getting married to her fiance and will be moving to his house, which is two hours from my work. He has a son going to college and a daughter that is maybe there once a month. They refuse to give me my own room. And I have to move into a room where the mattress is on the floor and there isn't a door in the entrance. I have no other family that's willing to take me in so I can keep my job and have a decent place to sleep. I have a car, cell phone, food, gas, and college to pay for. He's 18 and can't really afford to move two hours from my work where I'm paid more than other jobs and get 50 to 60 hours a week. Am I being an ungrateful, sorry excuse of a son or am I getting screwed over? He says he loves the shows. 
Okay, first of all, you're not being ungrateful or sorry excuse of a son at all. I would also say you're not getting screwed over exactly. Um, you know, these are my opinions, okay? So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I don't know your mom's situation. I don't know what went on in her life. And chances are you only know a little bit of what went on in her life, to be honest. Why she made this decision. I will say that it's possible that she thinks that this decision is better for you as well as for her. Maybe it's something that seems like she's doing something that's selfish, but you you know, maybe she thinks that this is going to provide more stability uh, emotionally, financially, otherwise for her and, and for, for you as well. You're 18. Now, I, I do not have that. You know, I have two kids. And I can't imagine that in 13 years when my son is uh, 18 or, you know, a few years after that when my daughter's 18, that I will have the attitude of, hey, you're 18, you got to go fend for yourself. And I don't get the impression that this is what your mom is thinking about you either. It's possible. But I feel like more... This is, this is her trying to improve her situation. And yeah, it's not the best for you, but it is something that she thinks is, is better for herself and maybe for you. But I don't think, so I don't think you're getting screwed over. I certainly don't think you're being ungrateful or sorry, excuse of a son, unless, uh, you know, she was counting on you to pay for things, but it sounds like she's got that sorted out. I don't think that's the problem. I think for you, you have a decision to make. I mean, obviously for you, 18 years old, you've already turned your grades around or you've turned your situation around. You've got 6K saved. I mean, it kind of sucks because you're going to have to, you're going to have to try and pay for yourself if you want to do this. This is a really tough situation because now, trust me, you know, just, just like it's, I, now I've said it's not possible to do two different things at once when it comes to business. But I had a part-time job starting at age 13 all the way up through high school and college. And when I graduated from college, by then I was already full-time. But going into school and starting community college, I'll tell you what, you're going to find a ton of other people in community college with you who are working. A lot of people put themselves through school and what they can afford is community college. I'm willing to bet that you could find a roommate. I'm willing to bet you could find a roommate before you start school if you really bust your ass. And that's the route that I'm going to suggest that you take. You can't stay with your family? Fine. You're going to be stuck paying for something? Fine. School's got to come first. But I, here's something else I'll say. The thing, the thing is, what, and again, you didn't say what your job is. I don't think I would let the job be the determining factor for me when I'm 18 years old and I'm getting paid better than minimum wage Honestly, it's, if you're going to college, the job you're in now, maybe I'm wrong, probably not your career job. You'll probably be able to find another job. Don't let that be the deciding factor. Let the school be the deciding factor. If you've already been accepted to the community college, you know it, you know the town you're going to be in, and you have a job, that's a good reason to stick around. Find a roommate and work, but don't, don't fall into that hole of not doing well at school because you have to work, because you have a roommate. Because you're doing other things. School has to come first. Because school is what's going to get you out of this situation. School is what is going to let you change your life. Why? 
because you will have first an AA or an AS degree. And then you will have probably automatic admission into the state university where I hope you can go, hope you can afford to go. That at the very least, you're going to have an AS degree. I know a guy that became a database administrator back in the days when people could do that kind of thing with an AS degree. And a couple of years out of school, he was making 50 grand. And this was 10 plus years ago. An AS degree. Don't look down on that. He was great. He's one of the best DBAs I've ever met. You know, that's what he could afford to do. That's what his grades got him into. That's what he did. They made a career out of it. He doesn't say what state he's in. People in the chat room are asking what state he's in. You know, the worst thing that could possibly happen is what? You run out of money. You wind up moving two hours away. I mean, that's the worst situation. That would suck, but it's not the end of the world. You're still 18. Find a roommate, get the cheapest car you can, or I guess you can't get public transportation to and from work. That would suck anyway, wouldn't it? Unless you're in a big city. All right, so listen, that's my advice to you. I hope that helps. I want, I want you to call on the show. Why didn't you call on the show? I'm going to do one more email, and then I'll take a couple calls. By the way, the number again, if you want to dial in, 512-518-5714. This kid, I hope you call in next week. Tell me what you decided to do. All right, I think this is a good email because this is kind of related. You'll see why in a minute. I'm writing on behalf of a friend who can't tune in live. He has to pick up his daughter when quit is on the ray, on, on the air. My friend is, of course, it's a podcast, but he can't call in. My friend is in a pickle working a crappy government stooge job and hates it. His story is complicated by several things. One, he has a wife and child. Two, he, like me, has a degree in English, but unlike me, has no self-taught technical background. He just can't up and quit like I did due to reason number one. He's been looking at getting a tech education to go into either IT, programming, or some other similar gig, preferably with the state government he works for now. I've expressed concern that unhappy as he is with his current role, IT isn't likely to be better. Plus, there's the whole going into debt thing to get the certifications and education. Speaking of which, as as you're someone with an IT background, are those certifications really worth it? I've suggested he take some of the free online coding classes out there, but I worry. As a former CS major, I know programming isn't everyone's skill. You can learn how to code, but learning how to actually think and work as a programmer is a lot harder. What advice would you have for my poor friend? This is really a tough situation, too. And the reason that I come to this is he's talking about certifications. And I would always talk, I would, I mean, there was a, a long period of time when I was in IT. When, you know, I would hire people and if I knew that they were going to be running, let's say they were going to be running the, uh, you know, the Windows side of the house. Or they were going to be working in, you know, working with the Cisco switches or whatever. That I would say, yeah, you've got to have that certification. But that's different. A certification is different from a qualification. So this is very important. Very important distinction to make. And what I mean by that is you can get certified in something and then you're, you're qualified to do that one thing, to do that one task, to do that one skill. But that's very different, I think, than being able to actually have on-the-job experience or hands-on experience. That means you, read it, you went to a class, you read a book, and you took a test. 
I'm not going to hire somebody because they have a certification. But what it does say is they have this kind of general background and they're moving in that direction. So if you were to go out there and, and get some kind of a certification, that's something. These days, though, especially in the world of programming, it's very, very different. Mainly because of things like GitHub. If I was hiring a developer, I want to see their code. I want to see what projects they've contributed to. It's one thing if they say, oh, I worked on such and such a project. Well, that's great. What did you actually do? Let me look at your code. Now, I'm competent enough to still read code. And if I wasn't, I would get a friend who could read code. And that's how I'm going to evaluate them. I'm going to say, what projects have you contributed to? What open source projects have you contributed to? Have you ever built your own application? Have you ever sold it on, you know, in the iTunes store and Google Play, wherever? Those are the kinds of things that I'm going to look for if I'm hiring someone. Now, if this guy's working within the state government that he works for right now in IT or programming or something. Well, he needs, to, he needs to slow things down. He needs to get on a schedule for this. And what I would do is I would go, especially if he's trying to stay within the same sort of organization, is go and look at the job postings that they have right now and look at what those qualifications are that are posted for those jobs so they can actually say, huh, now I see what he's talking about. Oh, okay, to get this job, I need this. Well, what if that requirement is you need a bachelor's degree in computer science well then those those certifications aren't going to help him at all it's a waste of time if it's possible go and talk to those hiring managers and say listen i this is the kind of job that i want to get what would it take for you to hire me i don't get confused here because an english degree i have an english degree i also had a lot of programming experience and i was into it very, very early. So the fact that I had an English degree meant that I was a really good writer and I could jump right in and, and write and do documentation and things like that. But the fact is I've been writing code just as long. I've been using computers just as long. So I kind of cheated. And when I was in there, uh, people would say, what's your degree? They, they didn't care. They didn't ask what my degree was because I had a website when no one had websites. I was writing code and I knew how to do stuff, and I could show that. So he's in a tough situation. But that's what I would do. I would go and look at those job postings for where he wants to go and find out what it's requiring, what it, what it requires, and go and do, meet those requirements. If that means go to school, then go to school. But here's the problem. He's got a wife and a kid. I don't know if he's a sole breadwinner or not. But sometimes it does take a lot of effort and it'll take a lot of energy to go and invest in yourself and money to learn new skills, to learn new things, to work your way into something else. But that doesn't mean don't do it. It just means it's going to take a long time. But that's what I would do. That's what he has to do. And yeah, I agree that it, 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 to think and work as a programmer is very, very different from learning how to code. But if he goes out there and he goes, you know, look, my friend Jeffrey Grossenbach runs peepcode.com and I've done some screencasts over there. Go download some of those and try to get started and, you know, learn some Rails or whatever you want to learn. Learn some of that. And if he likes it, if it's fun for him, if he gets really into it and like writes applications and stuff, hey, go for it. Jump right in. Otherwise, otherwise, I don't know. Okay, Shutterstock.com is our first sponsor. They're going to find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, video clips, and more. You can start Shutterstock. Go to Shutterstock.com. This is the thing. They have great images. That's all you need to know. 
When you want to go and you're building a website, you're building an application, you're building something where you need beautiful imagery, they're adding thousands of new images every day. They work with independent photographers and illustrators and designers all around the world. You can put these into different light boxes. There's an iPad app that lets you organize these. You can just do it on the web. It lets you categorize everything. And when you decide, oh, I want to buy these things, this is really cool, then you buy them. And you get the high-resolution versions of everything. If you like an image and you want to run it on print or swag for a trade show or something like that, you can get an enhanced license. And they have tons and tons of infographic templates, video clips, you name it. This is all over there at Shutterstock.com. You go there, you can browse around and put things together as much as you like. And when you're ready to buy something, Dan sent me three. Is the, path, is the code to use, and you'll get 30% off anything and everything that you buy when you put that stuff together. Shutterstock.com, Dan sent me three. Go check them out. I don't know. Oh, the caller that was on, we had one. Caller dropped. So it's your chance to dial up 512-518-5714. I think I will take one call today, if we even have one. It's a weird day. The roads were... Busy at weird times, empty at other weird times. The restaurants were all empty at lunch and busy after. It's weird. What happens to, to people when they get time off? They don't know what to do. They just start driving around. They all get on the road and they start driving around. It's really weird. Hang on. Here's another good email. Okay. First off, thanks for 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Been listening to Back to Work and Quit since their first episodes, and you've been such a great source of comfort and inspiration. Here's a topic that I don't think Quit has touched on yet, though Back to Work has, and that is, what if the problem is you? Not you, you, but me, you. Here's what I mean. I was a corporate stooge, disgruntled, underappreciated, repressed. For the better part of a decade, I worked at a top cube village Tope, sorry, Cube Village, nine to five gig, and I finally quit to take a dream job. I said, see you suckers, and joined a small, hip, creative agency. Two years later, I've reached a new level of disgruntled. I'm a hollow shell of a man. I yell at my kids. My marriage is disintegrating. Nothing has any luster, but I got exactly what I wanted, right? What if the problem is me? That's interesting. It's very interesting. What if you have taken on a new job, you quit, you said, I'm leaving this, I'm going to go and do something amazing, but listen, listen to these problems. <laughs> like he says, I'm a hollow shell of a man. I yell at my kids. My marriage is disintegrating. Nothing has any luster. I mean, that's, he's, I think he says this as a joke, but this is serious. I mean, you, you. this is exactly the kind of person that should be calling up because I need, I need more. I got to hear what you're talking about. We got to talk. I mean, obviously something else is going on here. You sound, it sounds like you might be depressed and I don't mean that in like a joking way, like you might be actually depressed. So what if the problem is you? Well, the problem's always you. Think about it like that. That doesn't mean that you can't have a crappy job. I mean, you can and not everybody who's in a crappy job is going to uh, is going to be happy about it. But a lot of the time, you know, at the end of the day, the the problem really is 
your own level of acceptance of what it is that you're doing. In any case, you get a call in. We need, I'm worried. Now I'm worried about this guy. I think I'm legitimately worried about this guy. Now let me, uh, let me take a call here. 949, what is that, California? It is, but I'm living in Boise, Idaho right now. What's going on in the background there? Hold on. What are you doing? I'm trying to get to a quiet place. All right. Oh, I'm just walking outside. I'm right. leaving work. Right, so. right. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, everyone. No, I don't blame you. One sec. I'm almost in my car. <laughs> so, I sent you an email a couple of weeks ago. All right. Um, Are you running? Are you running right now? I was. Okay, it sounds like you're, you were running. All right. So, um, I'm a software developer. Okay. 26, I have a wife and two kids. Okay. And... I recently had to move in with my parents. Okay. Because I don't have enough money. Are you living in so, your parents' basement? Yep. Okay, that's you. Can I read your email? Yeah, please. I'm 26, married, father of two, just dropped out of college and living in my parents' basement. And boy, can I say this? Okay, Boise, Idaho, because my current job as a software developer, even though it's a great place to work and I've been there for five years, doesn't pay enough money. Hold on. We'll, 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 I'm going to break this all down and we'll talk about all this. I'm trying to move my family back to California where we used to live and where all my wife's friends are. I've been applying for jobs, but you know how time-consuming that can be. I think I can make way more money if I start my own business, but my wife and parents won't get off my back about finding a higher-paying job and not doing my own thing. And then you have a, a link here to a site that you've built. You started it in 2010, even though you don't do anything with it. Yep. Okay, and then the name, I'll, I'll let you pay. It's called Networking Exam Academy. We'll talk about that because we were talking about certifications before you, CCNA stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, you're getting ready to launch another site soon, an online network simulator designed to help people get their CCNA. You're going to charge a monthly subscription for that. And you think if you get enough subscriptions for that, you could... Uh, you could pay, pay some bills. And you say, am I nuts for trying yeah. to start something on my own? And then you've got, an, you've got another thing that you're doing. All right. And here, the last part, I'll read this. My wife is literally going insane, staying at home in my parents' basement with two kids and no car. Because your car is in storage in Long Beach in a storage unit, like in Primer. We need to get out of here as soon as possible. What should I do? Blake, what's going on? I don't know. Just trying to trying to. I can't do two things at once, you know. I can't apply to a bunch of jobs, work at my current job, and trying to start my own business, you know. So what? It, what? It, what? What do, what do you want to do? First of all, how did you? How did you wind up in this situation exactly? How did you wind up here? I. I originally am from Boise, and I worked for the same company in 2010. Mm -hmm. And I started my website, and it started to make decent money, about a quarter of what I was making. Okay. 
So I talked to my boss and convinced him to let me move to California and work from home. Okay. So I did both of those things. And then the original plan is my wife would get a job, and that never happened. So then I had to get two jobs, the one I was working remotely for and an IT job. That was really bad. So um, I had to quit that after about nine months, and we had to move back to Boise. And that's that's so, tough, man. Not good. Yeah. So right now it's fine because we're in my parents' basement. We can pay all of our bills now. Right. So I think this is a great opportunity that I've never had before to really grow my business and at least replace my income. But it's hard when everyone wants to move out like ASAP. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, you're definitely in a tough bind. You're in a real tough bind. Okay. So let's, let's take a step back. The main reason that you want to get out of the situation that you're in right now, I mean, you're, you're, you're in your mid twenties. Yeah. And you're staying with your parents. Are you, you're work, but you're working right now. And yeah, you, working full time. And you've been there for five years. And it does not pay enough for you to support your family the way that you would like to. And your wor- your wife is not working and you have two kids. Yes. But it says that you just dropped out of college. I did. Okay, so let I me just... for over three years. Okay, so let me just, let me just roll this back. You don't have a college degree. Okay. You've... Okay, you don't have a college degree yet. You dropped out of college. How, how much left is, is there for you in college? A year. Okay. Did you drop out because you couldn't afford it or because uh, why? What was the reason? Uh, Both. I couldn't afford it and I couldn't go to work full time and do school full time. See, this is the problem with trying to do too many things at once. College is important though. What was your degree? What were you getting your degree in? Computer science. Okay. Now, is, is there any way, I know you're in a basement, that's not good. How old are your kids? One is four and one's nine months. Oh my God. This is, this is not good. We got to turn this around. I know. We got to turn this around, man. And, you, and now you're thinking of starting your own business on top of this. So, so let me get to, let me understand. You had a full-time job. You have at least two websites. You want to start your own full-time business, and you are in school. I want to work on my website so that they make more money. But you don't know if that's going to make more money. I don't. See, this is the thing that that people a lot of the time will talk to me about that, that concerns me. A lot of people... It's, it's one thing to say, and I'll, I'll pick on the computer science degree. It's one thing to say, I'm getting a computer science degree and I'm going to become a developer. Now I can tell you that at 26, you're plenty young. You could walk out there with a computer science degree and say, Hey, I've got some experience. I have a computer science degree. Will you hire me? Uh, There are plenty of companies that would say, yeah, show us what you can do. Especially if you have stuff under your belt already. 
Plenty of companies would say, yeah, come on in. Show us what you can do. So you could go in, you could, you could do that, you prove yourself, you maybe get a promotion, you work your way up. That's a little bit more bankable. Right. That's a little more bankable to me than mm, I have a website that maybe could start some business and I could make some money with it. And, and you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, nothing is a sure thing. And getting a job isn't a sure thing. But I feel like if you came to me and said, I have an idea for a website that might make some money versus I'm like less than a year away from getting a computer science degree and I live in America and the internet is the way it is and it's 2013, like I'm going to say get the computer science degree, finish what you've already started. Because if you don't finish it, if you don't finish it, then you've thrown away those three years. Could you could you live in the basement long enough for you to finish school? Could you? Would that be really bad? No. I'm, I'm asking. Would it be really bad? Like, do you have to get out of there? It'd be really bad. And your what? What does your wife do? She stays home with the kids. Okay, so she's home with the kids, or in the basement with the kids. Yep. And you want to get yourself back to California? where your wife's friends are so that she will be happy? Pretty much. That's a good reason. I'm married. That's a very good reason. I mean, I would consider, I mean, we've considered once we move to California and I have a higher paying job that pays all of our bills to uh, finish school. It's a lot, I mean, it's a lot of shifting around. It's a lot, it's a lot of shifting around. What do you see? Let me ask you this. What do you see as your, your questions right now? You, do you feel like your questions are, should I start my own business? Should I finish school? Should I move? Or, or, or what? What exactly is your question? Because it sounds like you've got a lot of things going on, Blake. A lot of things going on. I guess my question is, should I spend all my time trying to apply for another job or spend all my time trying to make more money from my website. All right. Here, here's my advice, if you're asking. I think if I was you, I would start applying or spend all of your free time applying for the jobs in California where you want to be. Because chances okay. are you're going to be making the same or more money with adjusted for cost of living that you're making right now. All right. You'll, you may find a company who likes you so much that they want to pay to relocate you or they may assist to relocate you and they'll get you up there. It doesn't sound like you're benefiting much from being in a, the, this basement. No. I mean, it does, it's not like you, oh, well, you're staying in our guest house by the pool. It sounds like you're hating your life right now. We are. Do you, do you work as late as possible so that you don't have to come home because you don't want to be in a basement? How'd you know? I'm just asking. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you got to get yourself out of there. And I think the best way to do that, listen, if you've got a great idea for a business and the kind of businesses that you've described here in this email, you're always going to have competitors in these. But it's not like there's going to be a competitor that comes out that just sweeps you, sweeps you uh, out under the door. I think you're always going to be able to make a space. Again, look, I'll point at Jeffrey Grosenbach. The guy started this business under the shadow of Linda 
and was able to make a really successful business doing something that, and Linda is one of our sponsors, doing something that's similar to what they're doing, but he did it in his own way and he has a wonderful following. I mean, Linda's a huge company that's doing really blockbusters, but relatively speaking, so is he for a one, two man shop. So I think you can do this business if you need to do the business, but you gotta, you gotta do something to get your family straightened out. You got to get them out of that situation. That's your number one priority. Your number two priority is finish your degree, man. Then you just got that done. Otherwise, you're throwing those three years and all that money away. You're throwing it away, and don't throw that away. So do so. Get get a job in that in the place you want to be. Get them to help move you out there. Once you're there and you're settled down, do really good at your job. Get paid as much as you can. Get your degree, and then once you have your degree, you'll have. Job check, house check, degree check. Now you want to do something else in your spare time, do it. And when that thing becomes big enough to support you, you're fine. But if you just focus on that thing now, man, you're just going to be digging yourself into a bigger hole. You're going to be digging into a bigger hole. True. You want to dig out of a hole, not into another one. I'm concerned. No, I got you. Me too. All right, listen. It's, it's, it's frustrating when you apply for jobs all day and, and you don't hear anything back, you know? What happens when you apply for a job and why do you think that you haven't heard back from them? Do you follow up with them? I followed up with a couple. Okay, here's the process for when you apply to a job. The first thing you do, and, and keep in mind, if these jobs are posting, they're getting hundreds and hundreds of replies. When I when I post a job, like to hire a, a producer or a, you know an office manager or whatever, if I just post that, and this, this, is, this is a job that lots of different people could be interested in potentially, okay? So right. you're going to, you're basically going to apply and then make sure that you follow their instructions exactly. If they say, please send a cover letter and a resume, send a cover letter and a resume. If they say, just send your resume, send that. If they say, send a URL to your GitHub repository, send that. Do exactly what they say to do. Exactly. Because if they have 300 applicants, they're only going to even look at the ones that do exactly what they do. Step one. Step two, you send that in. It's going to look good. It's going to be informative. It can't be too long. Don't write a three-page you know, uh, essay about why you're perfect for the job. Uh, just, just make it straightforward, point out your good points, send the information over, then you wait. Now, some people would say to wait five days. Some people say, I like seven days. So if you send it on a Tuesday, the next Tuesday, you send them an email back and say, I'm just following up with you about the application that I submitted to your job. I wanted to make sure that the information was there. I'm very excited about the position. I would love to follow it. You do that one week later and you do that for every single one that you send out. And then if you don't hear back, in another seven days, you email them back and you say, um, I'm sure that you're very busy and probably inundated with lots of applicants because this job and company sounds really great. If I don't line up with uh, what you had in mind, I understand that you might not get back to me, but it sure would help me if you could let me know why I wasn't a good fit. Chances are they will not reply to you anyway. But if you don't ask, then they definitely won't tell you. And I have replied to people who have sent emails to me like, well, I saw you picked somebody else. What was wrong with my... I've written back to those people. And so I was looking for someone that had more experience with X. Or it seemed like you were underqualified for this or you were overqualified for this. I don't do that all the time, but I have done that. And they might do that for you. And that'll help you understand why they're not hiring. But listen, 
you've got to get you got to get your house in order. You got to get your long-term plan in order. Don't mess around with things that maybe could have possibly maybe come to be something. Because those things could be great ideas, but you've got to get that you've got to get your foundation built. And you can build on top of that. And right now you've got no foundation. All right, I want you listen, Blake, I want you to call me back. I'm worried about you. I want you to call me back in in a week or two, okay? I can do that. Promise. All right, Blake. I'll talk to you in a week or two. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Dan. Yeah, man. I'm a little worried about Blake. I mean, I am. This is a this is a crazy. His was one of the emails I was going to read. And what would you do if you're in this situation? You got to get your house in order first. That's number one. That's number one. He's not 18 anymore. You know what I mean? He's not 18 anymore. He's 26. Kids, wife, basement. Get out of the basement. Get out of the basement, man. I got more emails to do. But I'm going to take what... Now I'm, now I'm thinking about the, this, this guy, Blake. He had to run. He was running out to his car. All right. All right, uh, area code 609, where are you? Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, all right. How are you? What's your name? Justin. Justin. Have you called before, Justin? No. Okay. Because I get a lot of people in New Jersey. It's, you know, they're all named Justin. (laughs) What are you calling about? All right. All right, so uh, currently I work uh, marketing. Uh and it's, it's a crappy job. I hate it. And uh, I'm trying to get into programming, which is cool for TV. And uh, what do you, so what do you mean? Could, what do you mean? What do you mean? A, when you say programming, what exactly does that mean? Like uh, cocoa programming. Uh, okay, so uh, so, uh, software oh, development program. Because I didn't know if you meant, you know, when you say programming, it it could mean something like you know, program director for a TV station or something. Oh no! Okay, so software. You're going to be a software developer. You're going to write code. You're going to be a programmer. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I hate my job, and I've been there for a year now, and I'm kind of trying to evaluate what I want to do. Okay. And uh, so I have the opportunity to work uh, for a family business. I have uh, I pay about eight hundred dollars a month for student loans. Okay. Sucks. Yeah, but uh. So I have an opportunity to work for my family over the summertime. How Part old are you? I'm making up. I'm 24. Okay. Okay. How much longer are these student so, loans uh, going for, by the way? Like 12 years. 800 bucks for 12 years. Yeah. 800 bucks a month for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, uh... So that you know that that's, well, you know that that's $115,200, right? Give or take. Okay. I know, yeah. Okay. So I really don't want to do what I'm doing. And uh, so I'm debating quitting and trying to work for my uh, family business over the summertime for like six months and uh, try to just try to build myself up as a programmer and try to like make an app and try to, uh, I don't know, not make a name for myself exactly, but just try to get more involved in the community so I can try to find a job like that. Because I, I tried to teach myself now, but 
I'm just not getting there fast enough. So, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I don't know what would be the best path for me. If uh, I should continue to work where I am and try to pay off my loans, or if I should try to take six months off and try to improve myself and just be like, I'd get by essentially, but I don't know. Hmm. So your your dream would be your dream would be to to take six months off, learn how to become a software developer, write Objective C, Cocoa, and build an iOS app. Mm-hmm. And you would build the app, and then what if the app is a moderate success? We'll use that term. It's a moderate success, and it makes you a thousand bucks a month. Well, Maybe, I don't want to go out to make a bunch of money. I want to try to. Do you want to try to get a job? As an iOS developer. Yeah. yeah. How will you spend the six months trying to learn this? Well, I'd be working part-time probably like 20 hours a week. Okay. And I'd spend the rest of my time trying to build an app. Try to, I would try to put it in the app store and uh, just to show that I've actually done something. Okay. So in order to, to pay your $800 school loan, you'd need to, and, and you're working 20 hours a week, that's 80 hours a month. I, You're going to make yeah, 100, would, 100 bucks an hour. Home, so I guess I didn't say that. But you'd have to make 100 bucks <laughs> an hour. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be making that much. Do you have money in, in the bank that you're going to be using to pay your loans? Because think about it like this. You're, you owe 800 bucks a month and you're going to take six months off. That's 4,800 bucks you're going to have to come up with if you have no other expenses. Forty-eight, forty-eight hundred bucks. You're going to have to come up with while you're, you know, working twenty hours a week. Probably not making a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's, you know, so where, so you've got to have the the rest of the money to pay for that, right? Yeah. Well, see, I'd be making the, I'd be making eight hundred a month to. uh like, I'd be making that, and then I wouldn't be able to put anything else. I've been putting money towards my student loans every month. But uh, I just don't know if six months of taking time off from work and devoting that to programming would actually get me anywhere. I guess that's where I was trying to go. I know lots of people, that. Oh, what, uh, and, and I guess what you were saying is in your job, you don't. there's no opportunity for you to learn how to write code or anything like no, that. No, it's marketing stuff all day, yeah. All marketing. What... Uh, okay. I mean, I definitely get the allure of being an iOS developer and, and writing code and being a developer in general. I get that. Um, what What's so bad about marketing? I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got hired by the company to do the website, and so that's now done, so I'm not doing any anything like that anymore, and it's just talking to people on the phone, stuff like that. Well, like cold calling? No, not well, kind of, but not really. But I mean, I feel like I feel. Like, to, I don't know if this is a theme today or something, uh, Justin. But I feel like you know, you you finish school, you have to pay for school, so already you've got eight hundred bucks a month that you've you've got to worry about. You you have a job mm-hmm. right now that you don't like. Does the job ha- allow any? opportunity for you to do you have free time or are you putting in like 12 15 hour days or do you have free time do you have weekend time i'll tell you why 
it would be possible for you to learn how to become a developer in your spare time. Uh, I know this because I did this and I know lots of people who have done this. I'm not saying starting your own business. I'm not saying, you know, anything like that. I'm saying just to learn how to, how to be a developer. If you put in an hour, maybe even two hours a day and that, believe me, that's a lot of time. It doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot to devote to something that you're learning. Imagine if you spent two hours a day memorizing city names and capital cities of, of states. How many hours would it take mm-hmm. you to memorize that? In a week, you'd know them all. If you spent two hours a day, yeah. you know, you'd know them in and out. You can learn a lot in an hour a day and you can write code and you can go to the local, I don't know, you know, what they have in New Jersey, the dirty jurors. But I'm sure that they have, there's some other developers there. I'm sure that there are, you know, whatever you're, you want to learn, Coco. I'm sure that there is an iOS developer group somewhere in the New Jersey or New York area you could go to when it meets once every couple of weeks. This doesn't sound mm-hmm. like much, but this is a good way to jump into it and to see if you like it and to experiment with it and to ask questions of people. There are really great online communities for this where you can go and ask questions and become part of it and just sit down and start writing an app. You might hate it, man. You might hate it. And you can find all this out without giving anything up except your time, you know? I'm just not ready for you to jump out of your job and, and, oh, you've been doing it? Well, I've been trying to teach myself. I've been trying to do it for the past couple months, and I'm just, I'm slowly getting there. And I just have a unique opportunity for, it's like, it's a summer job. But I'd be able to take, like, six months off and maybe, like, try to fast-track myself. Will you be Try learning like it on? Will, will you be learning it on the job? No, no. It would be twenty hours doing it. It's a long service. I'd be working twenty hours for a long service, and then uh, the rest of the time I would try to devote to it. So I'd have more free time to spend trying to learn. I just don't feel like leaving a job where you're uh, in a marketing job, sitting at a, at a in a you know in a shirt. You know, <laughs> maybe using your degree, getting paid. Like quitting that to mow lawns, not because you're passionate about being outdoors and mowing lawns, but because it's, you can work 20 hours a week and then spend the other 20. You're not selling me, man. You're just not selling me on it. I I mean, I, I understand teaching yourself the idea of like getting a book or watching some, that is a very, very, very daunting and no wonder it's going slow because that is a tough, tough way to pick up a new skill, especially something as foreign as software development must be to somebody who's been f- focusing on marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they're not even related. But yeah. I feel like you could go and you could spend a little money. And again, look, I'm not just p- pimping uh, beep code here. But that's a great place to start. Linda is a great place to start. And take some take some of their things. You know, you're going to pay. I don't know what you're going to pay twenty bucks or something. And take some screencasts and follow along with them. And go to a local Rails meetup group. I bet you anything that there are companies there that might have internships. Now, now I'm starting to get interested in this. Find a company that okay, that yeah. could do an internship. Not all internships pay. Some do. 
But fine. Then you say, okay, I'm going to take a, I'm going to mow lawns for 20 hours a week. And then the other 20 hours a week, I'm going to be working as an iOS developer, learning as I go for a technology company in New Jersey. And they say that if I do well, there might be a job in it for me. That I feel better about. But like quitting your job and going down to work 20 hours a week mowing lawns and maybe learn cocoa and maybe get a job after that. Uh, you're not selling me on it, man. Okay. All right. No, call me back. Point. Call that me back in sense. a week. Call me back in a week or two and let me know what you do because I want to hear about this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Good luck to you. I'm not worried though. You'll be fine. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. See, like that guy, I'm, I'm not worried about. All right. I got it. See, now there's more calls. I'll get to those calls in one sec. I got to do a second sponsor. Shopify. Love these guys. I love these guys. Talk about guys. Scratch your own itch. They built their own e-commerce website for this thing. I think they wanted to sell snowboards or something like that. They built this and they said, you know what? We built something cool here. This would be a really cool service. Not a lot of people can do this. I think there was only Yahoo store or whatever it was back then. So they built a system that let you take anything. You could sell anything you want. You pick a template, you add your products, you plug in a payment processor just a few clicks and you're selling something. You're selling something. How cool is that? I use these guys whenever we sell anything. Back in the old HiveLogic days, we did this all along the way. Now we've done this with 5x5. When you go buy a t-shirt or anything like that, that we sell mugs, whatever, it's always through Shopify because these guys are amazing. I don't want to write an e-commerce solution. I don't want to design websites that work beautifully and are responsive and scale and are PCI DSS compliant. I don't even know what that is. I know I have to have that. Well, guess what? They have all that stuff. They've got a hundred, more than a hundred templates that are there. And if you want to like code it yourself in HTML and CSS, you have full control over everything, but they make it all work. It's incredibly powerful solution. You should check out special URL just for you guys. Shopify.com slash five by five permanent URL. That will give you three months free. You don't pay anything in that time. You don't pay anything. And you can use any payment processor that you want, pretty much. All you need is something to sell. So go check them out. Shop. See, you have an idea to sell something, go sell it with these guys. Shopify.com slash 5 by 5 three months free. Go check it out. Airy code 404. Hey, Dan. It's CR. Hey, how are you? Doing good. Just a quick question. Uh, I haven't heard anything about the newsletter yet. It's gone through twice. But I've seen no newsletter. Yeah, people want Ain't the new, people want the newsletter, man. People want it. Yeah. Things are finally calming down, and I'm writing this thing myself, and I've been putting putting a lot of effort into making it really, really great. And uh, so, what he's talking about is if you go to corporatestooge.com, there's a newsletter. It's three dollars a month. So, first of all, that supports me. But what I'm trying to do is do a weekly newsletter that touches on all of these topics. And people, some people are, are thrilled to, uh, to get it. And other people are saying, hey, I signed up. I gave you three bucks. I don't have anything. Well, I'm sorry. You're right. I owe you a newsletter. I owe you a few newsletters. But I promise I'm going to make it worth your time. And uh, there'll be some surprises and some very cool things uh, coming to the people who have, uh, who have signed up. Is that all you did? You just called and waited 21 minutes to, uh, to complain to me about the newsletter? Hey, I'm not complaining. I'm excited about it. You're excited. It. I oh, I like that. All right. 
Well, I'm excited too. I promise it'll be there very, very soon. South by Southwest and the office move took way more out of me than oh. I ever thought. I'm, I'm, I'm half the man I was before the office move. I'm slowly building back up to, to full size, just like the uh, Native American in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I'm almost full size. Like anybody who deserves the newsletters, more than willing to wait. I hope so. I think you deserve it. So, so that's I mean, it? That's all? You don't, have any, yeah. you don't have a problem? You don't have any, anything to ask? I sent an email and made a call um, previously, but uh, I've got this podcaster mic that I just picked up, and so when uh, we're ready to talk about that, I'll call back in on that as opposed to the cell phone connection. Okay. Yeah, you got to have a good mic. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I appreciate the call. Thanks for bringing it up. Thank you. All right, bye. Take care. So he's right. So there's the newsletter. There's a quit newsletter coming out. Because I haven't been writing in a long time. I have an English degree. I used to write every day. And I haven't written in a, in a, in a while every day. But I hope that this quit newsletter is as good as what people are hoping it is. Because I'm going to talk about these things. There's so m- I find so many great links about this stuff all the time. So I've been compiling them, compiling them. So I hope that the, the newsletter something that people like. So that's corporatestooge.com. If you want to go and get the, uh, sign up for the newsletter, it's going to cost you $3 a month. But the $3 a month goes to support the show. Makes the show possible. All right, I'm going to do one more email and then I have another call here. Because these emails, they're just piling up. They're just piling up. Listen to this one. a tough one. I'm an in-house web developer for a company that's not horrible. It's not full-on corporate stoogism, but it has tendencies. (laughs) For the last few years, my goal has been to go completely freelance. I have a wife and two kids, ages two and five. Hey, just like me. The wife stays home with the kids, so my income is all we've got. We have about four months of expenses in the bank, but last May I was diagnosed with cancer. Since then, I've done chemo, radiation, surgery, and now more chemo. This current round of treatments will be done in just over a month. Then I should be good to go. The cost of everything is insane. I've put my goal of freelance on hold for the time being. I loathe the idea of staying at an uninspiring job for just the insurance, which has honestly been amazing. But it seems that this isn't the most appropriate time to try and find an affordable private insurance policy and jump into a solo career. Am I correct in thinking so? Any other thoughts, opinions, or advice is greatly appreciated. Wow. A talk about a tough, tough situation. I'm assuming that uh, we'll just call this guy J.M. I'm assuming that uh, J, call him J. I'm assuming that you're healthy now and, uh, and back into a better condition. I just don't feel like it's a good time for you to make that kind of a change. I have absolutely no idea the kind of physical, mental, emotional toll that going through what you've been going through could possibly take on somebody. Wow. Um, the fact that you're going to work at all and doing that to me is, is pretty amazing. Um, 
gosh, the last thing that I would possibly suggest for you to do is take any kind of a risk. And yeah, staying in a job is a risk, but you know, cause there's, there is no such thing as job security, right? But going freelance is a whole new kind of challenge. And I'm not saying you're not ready for it. I'm saying give yourself a break, man. Rest. Take it easy. Be uninspired for a little while and just get caught up. Last May? And you've gone through chemo, radiation, surgery, and more chemo. Man, you're a champ. I mean it. Like, wow. But you've got to take, like, get, recharge your battery, man. Um, Freelance is always going to be out there. Unless you've got a company right now who's saying, hey, we've got a contract for you. It's a 12-month contract. We'll pay you six months in advance, and it's going to be twice what you were making before. I might just sit back and rest and recharge and take the time to recover, connect with your family who probably was an incredible support for you while you're going through all of this. And then plan how you're going to do that freelance thing. Get everything lined up and plan it. When you're bored at work and uninspired, be thinking about, oh, here's how I'm going to do things. Here's what I'm going to do that's different. Here's how my company's going to work. But I, I, I just, and I, you know, I don't know what the rules are now because of the changes here in the U.S. to healthcare and things like that. I don't know how the private insurance industry is going to work with pre-existing conditions and things like that. But if you've got good insurance right now, now might be the time to hang on to it. Sorry if that's not the most inspiring thing for you to hear, stay put. But I'm, I'm thinking stay put, man. I'd love it if you could call the show. Colin, we'll talk about this. I appreciate the email. All right. 480. Where's that? Hey, Dan. Yes. This is Brian. Where are you? So I'm, uh, only, uh, I'm in Arizona. Okay. I've been to Scottsdale so, uh, and I've been to Phoenix. I saw Edward Tufty speak in uh, Phoenix once. Sounds good. It's, uh, yeah, it's always hot and dry. That's for sure. That's true. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm calling, um, although I feel bad following the gentleman that you just read the email on, cause I don't know how it can get any worse than that. I, yeah, I mean, I that's a tough one. Isn't it? Um, yeah, that is, that's a tough, that's a tough act to follow. And, and I'm going to, even that I feel like I'm going to be complaining here needlessly, <laughs> uh, cause, cause that, those are real, those are real issues. Those are real problems. Yeah. I mean, um, it puts everything in perspective, no, but that doesn't mean that you don't still have problems that you get to address and fix. Yeah, no, that's true. No, so I mean, I'm coming maybe from a, a slightly different uh, angle in the sense that uh, um, I'm uh, I, well, I'm I'm a, a physician, I'm a, I'm a radiologist, and uh, I, I kind of have had the the dream job and and uh, been in charge. Kind of, in some ways, a little bit like what you've done in terms of being able to be your own boss and be in charge and have everything squared away that you want that to be done. And now everything um, just due to uh, economy and uh, the different 
changes that are being made, that's kind of all slipping away. And I'm looking at having to have this change and do more of a corporate stooge job, as you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just, it's very frustrating. And the, the problem is I'm not sure that there's any place necessarily that I could escape to that would necessarily be better. Um, I mean, I think that this is sort of the way things are in, in, in medicine. So I'm just, I'm, I'm mainly, I'm just, I'm frustrated. It's, um, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Um, but being a, a business owner in this is just not a financially viable situation any longer. So I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't, and especially being, uh, uh, specialized to the degree that I am. I, what, do, what, do you, what is your specialization? What is it that you are doing? I'm a radiologist. Right. Okay. You, meant, you did uh, so mention I, that. Yeah. But see, radiologists, yeah. you guys can get jobs anywhere. You can live anywhere in the country you want to live. You're never not, there's never not going to be a position open for a radiologist. I'm serious. Well, uh, I, I would, I would disagree. I mean, I mean, there, 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 there's um, always, there always, I mean, you know, you are, could, you, every, everywhere I go, there's a sign up on the door seeking, you know, radi- <laughs> radi- radiologists supply within. I'm serious. It seems like everywhere I go, are you telling me that's not the case at all? <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, not right now. No, 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 they're, they're, uh, and, and especially, well, I mean, I, I, I could, I'm sure there are some jobs out there, but they're not going to be in the position that I've been in, which is where I could be my own boss and set the, uh, set the rules and do things the way that I wanted to do them. Um, how sure old, there how are, old are jobs you? that I'm uh, 41. Okay. I forget now. 41. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to forget once you hit the late thirties. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter anymore. No, right? it, it stops just, mattering. I'm getting older. There's sort of this gray area between like 38 I think, and probably, you know, 50 or 49, that it sort of doesn't matter. It's all just a blur. That's what I'm told anyway. Yeah. Merlin tells me. Uh, I would agree. So, um, yeah, so I just, I just don't know how to, uh, how to, if there's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's really a question other than just a complaint. I, it's just, everything's just being flipped upside on its head and there's no, um, uh, there, there's just there's not going to be um, uh, practice the way that I've been doing it for the last ten years, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's, it's frustrating. So I mean, it's not not the end of the world, but I, I just I'm going to end up having to probably be in a corporate scooch thing where I just have to do what I'm told, and um, and whether it makes uh, you know sense from a workflow or from a financial or even some ways sometimes even a medical standpoint. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's you're in, you're in that kind of a situation where, in a way, you're kind of, you know, you feel like you're taking a step down, right? Yeah, no, I will be. I will be. I mean, I've been, I've been. You know, so, I mean, I've had my own practice, so I've been able to be be the boss in terms of you know doing the, the actual work, and then also be the boss in terms of the business. And I've enjoyed that, and it's been very rewarding. Um, but now, the just with the economy, and then with the changes that are being made in, in medicine on a global scale um, in this country, it's just it's taking it's changed those opportunities faster than it's possible to change your business plan. 
So um, uh, it's like if the government came in and suddenly mandated that, you know, you you were only allowed to get paid so much from Squarespace <laughs> for the sponsor right. or whatever. And they changed your, they changed your business model overnight. And so, so then you're going to have to go work for, um, KPAR down the road, right. radio station right. Job right. or something. Yeah. So, no, that's, you, that's, that's, awful. that's awful. That. And that there really isn't, but you, it sounds to me like you're being very pragmatic about it. It sounds like you're being very realistic about it. You're not in denial about it. You're not trying to fight something you can't win. And you know what? Yeah. The corporate I mean, stage I, jobs, I mean, you go into it with your eyes open. You walk into it with your yeah. eyes open. And you say, you know what? I'm going to have to do this thing. I'm not really in love with the idea of. But you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a great job doing it. And I'm going to figure something else out. Or maybe you'll be happy. Maybe giving up some of these responsibilities that you had will free you and liberate you in some ways. I remember after I ran my business for a while doing software development, I had a client who they pretty much bought all of my time and then they eventually convinced me to you know, end my consulting freelance business and, and just work for them. And I was very mm. opposed to it. I was like, no, I don't, want, you know, I don't want to give up my independence. I don't want to give up this thing yeah. that I've, I've worked so hard to build. And then I realized, and I'm not saying this is the case for you, but I realized... I could go back to that. Like I could go back to working for myself again. I know it's tougher in, in your business and in your industry than it was for somebody who was basically just doing development. But, you know, here was an opportunity. And when I took that job, I worked hard, but I still worked less. I mean, I worked, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, but I was still working less. And I, I just got a paycheck and I could take a sick day or a time off you know, and, and not sweat it. And yeah. I had less paperwork to do. I paid less taxes. I was like a regular, it was like, I was a regular citizen again. I was like a regular guy. <laughs> and, and there's, and yeah. you know what, like on yeah. the weekends I didn't work and I didn't think about it. You know, at Friday at, at 6 PM, I was done until Monday at eight. Most of the time there's always deadlines, but you know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could check out sure. at 6 PM on a Friday and like, wow, like I don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. I could just take a break from this. There's nothing to do. And I had cool bosses who would say, don't, don't work overtime. Now you, you know, we got this big deadline last month. Like take your, you know, enjoy your time, be a human being and live your life. There's something to be said for that. Recharge your batteries too. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Interesting. Well, you're gonna you're gonna call back and tell me what, what you yeah call me back and tell me what you decide to do and uh, once okay. you once you do it yeah well, well yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what you know there there are lots of moving pieces happening that are sort of out of my control and so I, I I'm going to be sort of forced into something here at some point one way or another but yes I'll I'll, I'll let you know appreciate the yeah man thanks the thanks for the call I hope I helped yeah absolutely Thank all right you. good luck. That was an interesting one. Spock's brain in the chat room says a lot of companies won't hire people who have owned their own businesses. I think there's some truth to that. I don't really agree with that, but I think there's some truth to that because in their way, there's two situations there. One is, oh man, this this guy's going to get bored. He's not going to want to take instruction from from me. He's not going to be a team player because he thinks he has to run things. So, uh, you know. 
we can't hire him. Or are they going to say, oh, she must not have uh, had good luck with her business. So, you know, we don't want to hire someone who could. I don't look at it like that at all. I think somebody who's run their own business is going to be even more appreciative of the challenges that it takes. I remember when I, one of my first jobs out of school, I had, uh, I was running like a network and I used to, I had, I forget how much it was. I think it was like $500 or less discretionary budget per month or something, which is not that much money, but like I could use it to buy like backup tapes and toner and stuff like that. But it never really felt like my money, you know? I was not allowed to spend it on cool stuff. It had to be stuff that was work-related, you know, for the servers, drives, that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you what, like spending 500 bucks of somebody else's money versus 500 bucks of your own money, there's a big difference there. And I think people who have run their own business and dealt with those kinds of issues or dealt with the issue of they really are going to understand the importance of closing that deal or making those payments, you know, they're going to make those two connections. Uh, I would, I, I mean, I, if, if it was possible, I would just hire people who would have their own business. Final sponsor, if you want to do great work, perfect timing for these guys. Harvest, let them take care of the back office tasks so you can focus on delivering your best to your clients. The thing they're known for, their claim to fame for good reason is time tracking. You start a timer, you can start a timer from web browser, desktop, mobile device, Right now, from your favorite project management application like Basecamp or Trello, it's the most painless way for you and your team to enter time. You have people working for you. You want to know exactly what they're doing and exactly how long it took? Harvest. You're doing time? You're doing time. You're recording your time and you want to report that accurately to the people that you're doing work for and you work on multiple projects and you want to accurately keep track of and report that time? Harvest. You can try these guys free for 30 days. And if you don't fall in love with it over whatever else you're using, post-it notes, notebooks, some other tool, just let the trial expire. You don't have to give them a credit card or anything. But if you do like it, I think you will. Code 5 by 5 is going to give you 50% off your first month. So here's where you go to find out about this. I love these folks. Getharvest.com slash 5 by 5 You'll start that trial. You'll get 30 days free. And then when you're Ready to sign up if you are. Code 5 by 5 50% off your first month. Getharvest.com slash 5 by 5 All right, I'm going to take one more call. All right, 760. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you? Good. This is Jason. How are you doing? Hi, Jason. Where are you calling from? Uh... Denver, Colorado. Nice. I'm kind of my neighbor, sort of. Really? Yeah. Well, from the north? Yeah. I mean, you know, Denver and Austin are sort of friends. <laughs> yeah, we, we like each other. We like each other. Yeah, I was just down there. It was nice. It's, it's, a, it's a nice town. Thank you. Do what I can. So what, what are you calling about? So my wife wants to start a business. Um, so we're both in our late thirties. Okay. Uh, I'm in software. I'm a, I'm a, a startup kind of guy, cool. I guess I'm a developer. Okay. Uh, and she has kind of an existing job, uh, doing software tests. All right. So you both, you're both, you're both qualified card carrying geeks. 
qualified card-carrying geeks. The trick is that she's really interested in starting a job in the quilting industry. Okay, cool. So, so she wants to start a quilt a quilting business. Exactly. Yeah. Would she do the quilting herself, or would she have people doing the quilting for her? So she wants to do it herself. It's kind of a non-scalable sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, right now she's looking into the whole business plan sort of thing. She's taking a class to get really good at this sort of thing okay. and educated and that. Yeah. So um, my concern is kind of what I was kind of hinting at, right? Like this isn't a particularly scalable sort of thing, right? So there's, you know, textiles, um, the whole manufacturer of textiles, not the modern scalable business one thinks of. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're looking at different different tacks that she can take, and I think you know, making a lot of cool stuff in the in um, kind of the the sci-fi and more edgy. No, I get it. I get it. I, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I think this is very interesting. Would it be custom stuff? Like, if I wanted, you know, some like something that had like Spock and chewy on it she could make that or what i mean it, how See, does this that's work? what i'm thinking is frightening though so if we if that's what i'm worried about right like w wouldn't you get your pantsuit off if you try that i i don't i don't know i don't know what to do like like if she just made you know, what's the law on this i need that guy who was a lawyer who, who called in a few weeks ago What's the law? Yeah, exactly, so yeah. we'll, so listen, I'm going to I'm just going to ask this and somebody will will get in touch and let us know because we got a lot of lawyers listening to this show. Uh what happened? So like if if I just sat down today and quilted out you know, some copyrighted LucasArts stuff. I know I can do that. That that's fine, but it's when you sell it that it becomes a problem, right? Yeah, when you start, definitely when you start competing with them, right? Like, yeah. you know, if LucasArts was You'd have like, to I want it. to be LucasArts quilters, right? Right. You'd have to license it. Yep. But is that what she's going to do? Is that the thing that she's trying to do? No, so I don't think she wants to license. I mean, I think she wants to kind of make her own stuff in those veins. Um, I think there's an really... artist protection. There's some kind of protection that's there if you're doing like an artist interpretation of something. I think she's going to be all right. We'll see. We'll get some lawyers to uh, to email. All right. So is this? But right. but this, so her whole business was that your question? Well, no. So like this whole this whole thing is. Um, so there's a big uh, kind of cottage industry of making of like making the tops, right? Like sewing other people's quilt tops together and that sort of thing. Okay. And it just strikes me. It just strikes me as really. Um, you know, it's not scalable and you're really kind of commodified, right? Yeah, it's, this isn't like, going to, this is not going to scale very well. <laughs> well, no, right. No. Um, so, you know, but we are kind of in our, in our late thirties and we're looking at what our options are for her to do kind of what she wants to do, which is get into those kind of art industry, that sort of thing. Um, but it, it just doesn't strike me like the Etsy businesses really make, you know, a significant amount of money, right? Like that you could quit your job and that sort of thing. I think that's a really good question. I think the same thing that you think is that I think there are people who can supplement their income 
I think there are people who are fairly artistic, who really enjoy doing that kind of work and, and who supplement their income in some cases pretty well. Uh, I mean, I have never heard I, I've never heard stories that, oh, I just do Etsy and it's a craft like quilting that I do that I sell stuff on. Um, yeah, so it, it tends to it seems to me that this is totally a side business sort of thing, right? Okay, by the um, way, Jen Simmons so- Jen Simmons is in, in the chat room. Uh, I'll put this mm-hmm. in, into the show notes. She did an episode of her show, Web Ahead. It's episode number four, uh, where she talked about fair use. And uh, what she says is it has to be like a mashup or a parody uh, in order for it to be legit. So I'll put that in the show notes. Maybe you can get started listen to that. Gotcha. Because gotcha. she's got uh, an expert on this topic in there. Okay. But I don't Very know, you cool. know, I mean, like, so, like she's going to quit. Do you have kids? No, we don't. Are you planning on kids? Uh, you know, someday I'm, I guess I'm the second cancer survivor to call in <laughs> wow. to your program today. So, no kidding. um, but yeah, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see someday, but it is, it's kind of on the radar. Yeah. Um, but, but it is something, you know, that she's kind of looking into, right? Um, like she wants to, she wants to do this sort of thing. And we are kind of thinking about having kids long-term, but you know, we also don't want to, I mean, she doesn't necessarily want to do the software thing right forever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking at ways that she can do things in that crafty space that actually make money and can actually be a job and not just kind of a hobby, right. That you run towards. So, all right. So here's what I'm going to do since I have no idea how, how this, I mean, what scares me about this is if she's going to be in there quilting all day, you know, quilting, 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 that that's going to be, you know, I mean, she better love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how much does a quilt sell for? Not much. Do you make enough money? Do you make enough money that she doesn't have to work? Be honest. Um, yeah, we could probably make that happen. What do the people in the class that she's taking think of her idea, the business idea? I, you know, I haven't been to her class, you know, right now she's kind of working on a business plan. And so she's trying to find, you know, revenue streams and that sort of thing. Uh Right. And, you know, I've been trying to encourage her to go towards the, you know, blogging model and, and get, you know, some sorts of secondary revenue, right? So mm-hmm. that, that you have additional money coming in so that, that you're not dependent on selling something that isn't particularly expensive, right, in the first place. Now, if you were saying that she was going to do like five by five quilts, I'd say, well, it's a no brainer. Of course, she could retire. On <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, so here's the thing. I, I, listeners, I beg you, uh, write in and tell me two things I want to know. One I think we got the patent thing squared out, but, uh, or the copyright thing squared. But, you know, if you know what the law is on that, if she can do it. Number two, more importantly, are there any, do you, are you or do anybody you know uh, making a living from selling stuff on Etsy like this? That's what I want to know. And, um, and I'll, uh, how shall we identify you on a future show so I can talk back to you? The quilt. Yeah, I'm going to call you the quilt. 
Okay, Muggsy? Yeah. All right. I'll try and remember that. Um, I don't know. The answer is I, I really don't know. Uh, this is a fun, this is an interesting one. Um, it's an interesting business idea. Um, it doesn't scale. It doesn't scale, man. It sounds, it sounds like, it sounds like a hobby that, that, that she might break even with. Yep. Sounds like a hobby. Everybody wants to quit, Dan. Oh, I know. (laughs) But uh, you get, you know, it's a hobby. That's all. That's what concerns me about it. Why, why is there anything else that she can do that's creative that she could mass produce things instead like something bigger like i i remember somebody that um she had a really cool etsy business i forget the details of it but yeah i'm sure you you guys know what minecraft is right oh yeah okay of course of course uh you know she you know the little gems that you dig up in in minecraft right uh you would uh you would go and and Dig, you know, you find your, uh, you find your redstone, you find your gold, you find your whatever. Well, she would make these little charms that looked exactly like the pixelated gems that you would dig up in Minecraft. And I, I don't know how many it took her time to make these, but she could make batches of these things, and she'd sell these things on Etsy as like charms and necklaces and stuff that men and women would wear. And. Uh, that that could scale because you could make more of these things at, at a time, you know. Um, right. I'm not saying her idea is not a good one. It just it, it doesn't scale. Like you can't teach someone else to do that and have like 18 people making quilts in your house necessarily. It becomes a there's sweatshop laws and other things like that. <laughs> I don't know. But def, definitely call back. Let me know what you guys do. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dan. All right, man. Sorry I didn't have a better answer for you. Kind of stumped me on this one. No worries. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye. Muggsy. All right. Well, I think we're about done. Lisa, I think I read, what, four emails? That's better. Getting better. So I hope that, um, hope this was, uh, Useful. Those people who call, listen, I appreciate the emails, but you've got to call because I have more, I have more questions than I have answers unless you call. But these are great emails. So listen, if you want to send an email, I read them all. I'm going to try and read more of them on the show. I kind of like the way today went. We'll have guests back. Don't worry about that. 5by5.tv slash contact is the place to go to send an email to the show. And you can also uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. CorporateStooge.com is a place to go for the email, and I will put the, the email newsletter rather, and I'll put that into the show notes as well. Show notes are at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 18, although there aren't a ton of them this week, uh, but I would love it if you could uh, go and check that out. And last but not least, uh, you can go to, fi- uh, to twitter.com slash quit show, and there is a, uh, a, Account, we have 113 followers on the Quit Show account. That's because mainly I tweeted from my account. But if, you, if you're interested in that, you can go there. This is about all I got for this week. And again, if you want to call and leave a voicemail, 
512-222-8141 or send me that email crimebyfive.tv slash contact or just pick quick from the list. Thanks very much for listening. I'll see you again next week.